Hi, y'all. I'm Charlie Daniels, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks, and it does. Hi, this is Captain Sig Hansen from The Deadliest Catch, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hi, my name is Kiefer Sutherland, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. episode 320 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, blues, and this time around, country music on the net. In episode 320, we are joined by a world-famous actor and award-winning actor and uh, musician, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer uh, is releasing an album this summer of uh, kind of country and very um, kind of American music. I wouldn't necessarily consider this to be kind of twangy country. Uh, This gets a very intimate sort of singer-songwriter in in a lot of respects. We're going to play you a little bit of his first single in just a minute. Uh, Kiefer is kicking off a tour in April in Milwaukee, coming through Pittsburgh on April 20th to do a show at the Hard Rock Cafe in Pittsburgh. So it's a great chance to see the man who uh, is Jack Bauer, uh, obviously the uh, sensational role he did on 24. Also, we're in movies such as Stand By Me, The Lost Boys, Young Guns, A Few Good Men, uh, just to name a few. Got a, a really cool new show coming up called Designated Survivor. Uh, so it's really a cool chance to get to see uh, a musician in a very intimate uh, setting for those of you who are familiar with some of the venues on the tour. A great chance to see it up close and personal. So without further ado, we're going to play you a little bit of the first single from Kiefer Sutherland's upcoming album. The song is called Not Enough Whiskey. Then we'll talk to Kiefer. Pull the shades, lock the door, drag your feet across the floor. Memories hang in the hall, pull them down off the wall. Now it's done. She is gone, long gone There's not enough whiskey in the world tonight There's not enough whiskey for you to see the light There's not enough whiskey to make it all alright It's time for you to say to shake for the hurt you can't take cause it's done she is gone long gone not enough whiskey in the world 
about um if we can um you're going to be doing a show in pittsburgh on the 20th of april um obviously uh-huh. you know you have great reg- name recognition in the entertainment industry but specifically about music um can you talk a little bit about you've been involved with music from the label perspective um but, but as a musician can you give us a little background on what you've done well it's funny i mean when i had the label uh and i think i i just had such great respect for the artists that were on that label uh, and we were just trying to help them get from where we were at uh, to to a bigger label, and the music industry was going through, through such a huge transition. But I spent all my time. Anyone would say, if anyone would ever say, you know, but you play when you know when we're going to hear something from you. I say, oh no, 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 I play late at night when everybody mm-hmm. goes home. Right. Um, and I think it's. It's such a difficult transition uh, for an actor, uh, and certainly an actor that is known uh, or has been as lucky as an actor as I have been to make that transition into music. And so it just never, it was never something I was going to do. I've been writing for many, many years and written things for other people, but the idea of doing them myself just was unfathomable. And I just finally got to a point in my life where I didn't care. Uh, right. There were some songs I'd written and some stuff, and, and they were really personal songs. Uh, mm. And I just felt I would be able to communicate them in a way that was special, you know, for me, at right. least. And, uh, and then ultimately, hopefully, for an audience. And so I just kind of went forward with it. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly a tricky it's a, certainly a tricky thing. I think uh, there's very few actors that I could tell you in, off the top of my head uh, that have done a music project or, or something like that uh, that I would tell you that I would really responded to. So I certainly mm-hmm. get why people would roll their eyes and things like that. But uh, I think the best thing for me that I figured out is to just kind of take one show at a time and and try and have a really good night with 200 people and, and then the next night try and do the same thing again, you know. Uh, as, as an entertainer, I mean, obviously you've, you've done film and television work as, as you know, for, for decades now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't get the immediacy of the feedback of the audience. You know, you, you do 24, you do a movie, and, you know, it comes out months later when it airs. Mm-hmm. The, you know, obviously music, you're going to be in front of a mic, guitar, whatever you get instant feedback. Is that, does that make you nervous still? It's, you know, if, if I'm going, I'm, I'm shooting a show right now called designated survivor, which is something that I'm incredibly excited about. Uh, and I think anytime you try and reach the potential of any kind of material for me, it makes me nervous. And I think mm-hmm. if it doesn't make you nervous a little bit, you should probably move on to something else because that's the charge of life, you know, Sure. Uh, and and I really believe that. Uh, the first show that I ever played as a musician, with a, as an adult musician, because uh, I certainly was in bands as a teenager when you don't really care about anything. Uh, but, it, you know, the first time I stood up with a bunch of guys, maybe 
you know, five, ten years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. My hand shook so badly that it was really difficult to play guitar. And yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever been that nervous. Uh, and so do I feel like that anymore? No. Uh, do I have a real charge of energy uh, that is kind of brought about by nerves, excitement, and a, and a bunch of other things? Absolutely. And even, you know, as an actor, and I've done a lot of theater where you get an immediate reaction from an audience, but it's right. it's such a different one. Um, as yeah. an actor, that kind of interaction, you can hear a murmur, or you can hear a laugh in the right place, or or not hear a laugh in the right place, and you can react to that. As a musician playing on stage, especially kind of any kind of form of rock or Americana or country music, it's such a visceral reaction uh, and, and, and kinetic. Uh, you know, the, no, I have not experienced something like that. Uh, and that's something that is very fresh for me right now and, and something that I find really exciting. Let's talk about the material itself. Uh, you worked on this album, am I correct, with Jude Cole? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. To make the, the Down in a the, the Hole album. Can we get an idea of what to expect style-wise? You know? it's, it's, I've always considered it to be kind of a singer-songwriter album. Um, okay. and, and I think that's a really broad stroke, so I'm not helping you very much. But people have, oh. people have kind of categorized it in the Americana. Uh, okay. category with kind of a country flavor mm-hmm. and uh and there's a there's a few songs on the record that are really old school country um and 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 then there's you know there's there's certainly feelings of rock and 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 then stuff that is very kind of americana singer songwriter now i'm growing up i mean obviously you you were obviously a busy man from your early age, but um, did you take guitar lessons or was that something, or was I did, something I sh- you did? I did. I studied, Leona Boyd was a classical guitar player and I studied with her teacher from the time I was nine. And okay. before that, I had to play, vi- my mom made me play violin from the time I was four uh, until the time I was 10. And that was the only way I would get a guitar. And And I wanted to play guitar from the time I was like five or six. Uh, and she got me a guitar as as long as I played violin till I was ten. Oh, good and, for mom. That's that's. Yeah, no, it's kind of awesome. Yeah, that is. That's it's it's great to have that foundation, and in, in, you know, a lot of people, you know, myself included, pick up a guitar at thirteen or fourteen, and you know, you're off and running. You don't need to know much theory. You don't need to you know how to read music, things like that. Um, no, it's one of the it's one of the great instruments, and and there's really two stages. And I see, I, I know a lot of young people that. Uh, are starting to play, and if they can just figure out how to get past that point to get a bar chord down and know how mm-hmm. to play that, their world becomes limitless. And yeah. Uh, yeah, in our day, we were just happy to be able to tune it. That was the the, the first uh, big hurdle of tuning. It it was. I mean, I remember. I remember. I grew up in Toronto, Canada, and I would go down to Steve's guitar store because all their guitars were at least in tune, <laughs> and I would play there all day. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're not much older than I am, and I remember my first guitar. We came with a pitch pipe. It was like a, one note on a harmonica to be A. And I was like, how? And you know, I just, as a new guitarist, new to an instrument, that was impossible to work with. 
you know, I remember as a, I remember as a kid waiting for Christmas, and I would take every Christmas present I got, and I would pawn them. <laughs> I, would, I would just sell them so I could go back to the guitar store and maybe put some money down to get a guitar. Now, as um, do you have a, a pretty vast guitar collection, or I do. I, I still do. It used to be really vast. I, I used to have close to a hundred guitars, and, and you know, I mean, some people collect cars, and some people mm-hmm. collect art, and and for me, uh, a guitar. Guitars, certain guitars make you play a certain way, and they inspire and they inspire you to play more. And and I yeah, I started collecting it a really early. I mean, I was about eighteen, nineteen, and I think Stand by Me and Lost Boys and a couple of those films had come out, and so I'd made some money. And the first thing I would do, I would go down to Norm's Guitar in Los Angeles, and he had great vintage guitars, and I would start, you know picking out a piece here, a piece there, and that, that would last me for a year, and then I'd see something else. And, and then finally it got to a point where I had to make a deal with myself that if I wanted to, if I, I, if I was inspired by another guitar, I would have to get rid of one. Oh, that's and, painful. Yeah, and so, yeah. The, so the collecting kind of stopped. Yeah, that was that's always, everyone I think gets to that point with guitars, whether it's, you know, hundreds or five or six, and then you end up regretting the one you got rid of you know, yes. you know, for all of time, you know, trying yeah. to search out that one weird Sears guitar that you got rid of when you were 12. Yeah. Uh, um, now, live, do you play electric and acoustic? I do. I do. Um, okay. uh, and pretty pretty much split down the middle. Uh, okay. 50-50, yeah. And, and as far as a band, is it, this isn't just you on stage, or do you have a backing band? Oh, my gosh, no, 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 no. I have, I have an amazing band. Um uh, pretty much formulated from the time when I had a label called Ironworks mm-hmm. and uh, musicians that I had known through those times, Michael Gurley, uh, just an extraordinary guitar player, uh, played in Dada. Uh, Jess, our drummer, she played in a band called Billy Boy on Poison, which was on our label as well. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and then picked up uh, two younger musicians, uh, Austin Vallejo, who is an extraordinary guitar player, uh, who actually was working on another project with Jude Cole, uh, became part of the band, and then he had a he had a great friend uh, who who came along and, and played bass, and and we've been playing together for for over a year. Uh, okay. But I, I'm very fortunate. I have an extraordinary band. Awesome. Now the album itself will that be on Ironworks label, or do you? Recently, uh, it's, another... it's on the Ironworks label, and, and in the middle of kind of negotiations uh, with with other labels to partner with. Uh, and but regardless, the, the album will come out early summer, and uh, and we'll go forward one way or another. Now, being in the in the industry, you know, with the, the label industry specifically, um, you've obviously seen it changed dramatically you know i think over the last 10 years or so um do you have aspirations for how it'll sell or in this economy and in the record industry does it even matter to you that it, much it, how well it's a- it it doesn't uh the thing that i mean i literally I, I wanted to be able to justify going and playing 15 songs that i wrote in a bar mm-hmm. and the album allows me to do that uh obviously i would love it if people heard it and people listened mm-hmm. to it. I mean, 
that's always the objective. Uh, how it sells is, is, is not where I'm really coming from, uh, as, as, as a, as a singer songwriter, uh, sure. I, I, but it does correlate to how many people I can get to come see a show, yeah. uh, which does matter to me. Um, yeah. you know, so I, I really just want people, uh, to be able to hear the music and for the people that enjoy it, uh, would like to be able to go out and play for them. Yeah, that is certainly the the challenge in the industry now is, you know, how do you get the album out there so people hear it so they want to come see you? Mm-hmm. But, you know, and unfortunately most artists, you know, make their living and, and you know, as you know, with the live show and as many musicians will joke are as t-shirt salesmen. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember I, I played a show with Rocco DeLuca uh, at CBGB's and I think we were one of the last bands there. I think I used to joke that we, we killed that bar. Um, but when we walked into play and, and, and actually do sound check, it was basically a t-shirt shop with a stage in the back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and if that didn't mark kind of a huge change in the music industry, uh, and what album sales were actually doing for artists, uh, nothing else did. Yeah, I think it was Randy Blythe of Lamb of God um, had said in his autobiography that he was a traveling T-shirt salesman. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, there's a lot of truth to it. I mean, that's the way the industry mm-hmm. is. You know, it, it's certainly the way it is. So, well, and, keep... and for me, that's a great trade. Uh, to sell a couple T-shirts to be able to play to 200 people a night and, and have a great time, I, I would take that any day. Now, when you're doing the show, are you doing any kind of meet and greet opportunities? That's another, obviously, yes. trend in the music industry. Yeah. Okay, are they yeah. available on your web website, or, or where would people go to get that? Um, they would go. They would go to the website, and that's. Okay. I'm so sorry, um, but yeah, they would go to the website, and that would be kiefersutherlandmusic.com, and okay. they would find all the dates and stuff like that. Awesome. Okay. Well, Keith, you're coming again, Pittsburgh, uh, April 20th uh, at Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, beautiful location. You're going to be right down on the river in probably one of the scenic areas of Pittsburgh. So we look forward to seeing you when you get into town. Oh, man, I can't wait. And uh, and thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, everybody. This is Les Stroud, also known as Survivor Man. And you're listening to Iron City Rocks. All right. There you have it, Kiefer Sutherland. Again, April 20th. Hard Rock Cafe, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Get tickets online now. Uh, They're available. Uh, Not Enough Whiskey, the first single, available on April 1st on iTunes. Uh, Really solid song, even if you're not a a huge, as I mentioned at the top of the show, kind of a traditional country. A very singer-songwriter, very uh, introspective-sounding song. You know, it's it's really, really, I think, can touch a lot of fans, even outside of the country music realm. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland Music. Is his website, and for those who aren't aware, uh, Kiefer is K-I-E-F. Uh, easy to misspell that. Uh, KieferSutherlandMusic.com. You can find all the information, the tour dates, etc. Uh, find out when he's coming to your area. And again, watch for his new show, which will be coming out, um, I believe, late this year, Designated Survivor. A new uh, drama he's going to be starring in will be uh, premiering on uh, network television as well. So look forward to that as well. You can visit us at ironcityrocks.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. All are forward slash ironcityrocks, as well as Instagram. 
uh, we invite you to check out our website. We've got uh, tour dates, uh, 301 previous podcasts you can check out, as well as some great concert photography. I just put up some uh, exceptional shots we got of uh, ZZ Top as they visited Youngstown, Ohio. Um, you know, if you're looking for a place to find all the information of, of what's going on in rock uh, and, and such in uh, Pittsburgh area, you can visit our website and find all the tour dates for all the upcoming concerts coming through the summer. Obviously, this is a great time of the year for us. We get all the big announcements and things like that. So, really appreciate hearing from each and every one of you. IronCityRocks at gmail.com. And uh, we look forward to the next time. Take care.